Wave pool technology is progressing at a rapid rate as commercial surf parks open up all around the world. I'm your host, Brian Dickerson, editor at Wave Pool Mag. And together we'll explore this amazing new landscape by talking to the dreamers, developers, engineers, and everyone making this space happen. These are the personalities who are defining the breadth and scope of artificial wave making today. Welcome to the Wave Pool Mag podcast. Brad Gerlach is one of surfing's most colorful characters. He's always inventing, always creating. He held down a very successful pro career during the ASP's Three to the Beach era, finishing ranked number two in 1991. He then went on to pursue big wave riding, winning an XXL award in 2005. Gerlach also introduced The Game, a team-based format for surfing competition, which was eventually used at the X Games. At some point, Brad merged martial arts and surfing fundamentals and a new training regimen called WaveKey. In a nutshell, it's practicing movements on land over and over again until those motions become ingrained in your memory. Then when you go surfing, you tap into this data bank of movements without really having to think about it. We wanted to learn more about how this dry land training can help surfers improve their wave pool game. Brad, thanks for coming on to the Wave Pool Mag podcast. How <laughs> how's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm uh, I've had a little bit of experience in wave pools, and uh, I wouldn't say an overabundance of time in them, but enough to be in and around them for all the way back to when I was in junior high school. I surfed the Arizona Big Surf Tempe when I was mm-hmm. um, when I was uh, 13 years old. So that that's cool. That's like the original old school uh, wave pool there. One of the reasons I know you've started WaveKey, which is incredibly popular. And the reason we called you up for the podcast is during our wave pool world tour, we were in Japan, we we're into Korea. And pretty much everyone on the shoreline before their session at the wave park in uh, South Korea was was doing some form of wave key. So the the gears got in motion. We're like, well, there's this whole learner set. Surfing's only been going on like 10 years in Korea that are using your program to advance through the steps of of surfing. Tell us a little bit about wave key and how it works. Sure. My wife's Korean. She's born in Australia, but but, but her parents are both from Seoul. So my, I've got two little half Korean boys. And so we have a bit of a connection to Korea. Food's incredible. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and they are, they are surfing now. And I'm, I'm actually helping out a, one of Korea's best young surfers. His name is Kanoa. Oh, yeah. Um, Kanoa, we, yeah, yeah. Kanoa and uh, Mel. His yeah. Dad. A bunch of time at the wave pool and, and, and stuff. And, um, and so that's quite exciting working with a young surfer that has potential to do something on the world stage if he stays focused and you know hungry and certainly mm-hmm. coming from a sort of a wave starved you know not very deep surf culture area is that's that's quite exciting in in that so you asked what is wave key so wave key is my method for teaching 
all that I know. And it is kind of like a language for surfers all my life of surfing. I've either been listening to a story from a surfer described with words and usually just their hands, maybe a little bit of head moving (laughs) and words are limiting. You don't really surf with your hands, you surf with your feet. And so what I was able to do was through my martial arts study of 20 plus years and my time with my dad, who was an Olympic diver, and my time with another mentor who's a former ballerina and a musician and a Feldenkrais practitioner and a fifth degree black belt in Aikido. Uh, uh, there was sort of like a sort of came together and I started developing wave key, which is I named it wave key because I teach people how to harness their, their own body to connect to the wave. And I, I skipped lunch today. So sometimes my brain doesn't, <laughs> but um, running on it's so that people can connect to the wave with the least amount of physical force more from a a deep connection where they're aware of themselves and how to use their body to control the surfboard, to have leverage, to project it forward, to aim it where they want to go. And also, and that byproduct of that is looking good and connecting yourself, looking good and feeling good is how you progress and, and, and get better and better and better. And so yeah, the wave key sort of means like basically key is a, the Chinese word for energy or life force and wave. Well, there's lots of waves, but, you know, it's a connection there of the body and the wave and how you can use the waves, all the waves power without, you know, muscle or struggle or there's a lot of counterintuitive things in serving. and most of it is counterintuitive and that's why it takes people a long time to excel at it. And Mm -hmm. certain people that have a lot of a body awareness, maybe from the start, like if they they're young and they started in gymnastics and then they learned to to surf or they are in dance and they learn to surf or they're very coordinated athletes. And then they learn to surf. They tend to learn to surf and and get good quite fast because they're quite aware of their body. And so through the slow movements in wave key, which are all derived from surfing fundamental moves, takeoff, bottom turn, top turn, cut back, the rebound, tube ride, floater, and a basic air. That's in the fundamentals one and two course. And then in the second year, I go on a deeper dive on many of those fundamental turns, as well as adding in some more progressive turns like blow tails, down the line, top turns, layback turns and carves and things like that. Really hard things to do, difficult type of types of turns. And then uh, going into the third year, which um, hasn't been, uh, I haven't put out yet, is what happens in between all the turns and to make the turns easy, to make the turns explosive, to make the turns quality. And so it's a very deep, very specific, detailed method that if you saw me doing it in the park and you surfed, you might look and go, oh, that 
person looks like they're doing Tai Chi, but that sort of looks like surfing too, because it's done very slowly. It's done with energy, how you use your energy, because that's what you're doing in your, your building and putting, I teach you how to put the tension in your body on purpose so that you can release it in the direction that you want to go. And that, that ends up looking quite fluid and quite beautiful and, and, and expressive. And it isn't, it's not, WaveKey is not teaching you how to be a robot. It's more like almost teaching you how to play music. And then you go out, once you know how to play music, you, are out, you go out and write your own songs. You know, you break the rules, you do whatever, you know what I mean? It isn't sort of, I was explaining to my assistant today a little bit of like, basically, it isn't like if somebody says, hey, could you help me to, to tell me what I'm doing wrong? And it's like, you're not, the only time you're doing something wrong is when you're doing something that you don't intend to do. For instance, if you're decelerating, but you want to accelerate, then what you're doing with your body is wrong. And it, it, so it's not like a set of like, you're holding your arms wrong. You're doing this thing with your, you know, you're, you're bending forward. You're doing all the, cause there's so many creative surfers out there doing all these different things and they're doing them. And the ones that have control and are doing them on purpose, because you might be purposely wanting to decelerate to pull yourself back into the power of the wave. Another time you might want to be accelerating to accelerate back to the pocket to be able to get the rebound in time to be able to do a finishing move. So there's, it's kind of a, it's a very deep, I can go as deep as, <laughs> as ever in, you know, I can pull up my memories of writing Cortez Bank and Jaws and mm -hmm. Chopu and Jeffrey's Bay and crappy Huntington and really good Huntington and, you know, all, all Europe and all in between and all these, you know, south, you know, sort of devil winds and onshores and low tide closeouts. Mm -hmm. And it's just endless, you know, and it comes. And I feel like the benefit of doing wave key is it allows you more. It gives you more control. It, it makes you more aware of your, of, of your body and how to use your body for fun. The, po yeah. the point yeah. is, is that you can look at a lot of the benefits are you can look at, you look at a point wave and there's a million people on the point, but you look down the beach and there's nobody down the beach, but you're good enough to go down the beach and have a lot of fun by yourself because you, you can float over sections and you can, you can drive around things and you can have a lot of fun. And then maybe you go down there and you surf for a little while, get your, you know, get it out and then go back to the point, be super patient and wait for the best wave of the day. I mean, there's just so many ways to play it. And as you, you know, as you know, surfing is a, there is a barrier to, to, to surfing. There's getting to the beach, there's crowds, there's, you know, there's just days you just can't surf commitments, pollution, uh, you know, bad rain and everything like that. This is where the wave pool actually does come in because, you can probably go surfing every single day if you can afford it, at, you know, and, and you're, mm -hmm. or you, you know, you book it or whatever it is because it's not weather permitting aside from, you know, a snowstorm. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's talk about that. Let's uh, put it in a tangible context with uh, using Kanoa as, as an example, he's uh, in Korea. The waves aren't that good. If you know, there is swell, they drive four hours to the other coast and, go to Ying Ying, I, I believe it's a spot. And then all the other times it's supplemented in the wave pool. So working with a young surfer like Kanoa, who's incredibly 
like talented and he just has those quick reflexes that you have when you're 14 years old. What are you doing with him in the pool to accelerate his surfing using WaveKey? Well, it's not so much what I'm doing with him in the pool. What I'm doing with him is I'm doing it on the land so that when his feet get to the board, as soon as his feet get to the board, he's in control. And more than just being in control, he's in a position to accelerate. You're talking about you know, surfing these not so good waves. And there's, you know, there's many a day in Korea where the waves are not good, yet good enough to stand up on and do some turns on. And the best, you know, arguably the best surf uh, that's ever been is from Cocoa Beach, Florida, which isn't known for its, you know, incredible surf. I mean, it does get pretty fun there, I know, but it's not like Hawaii or Jeffrey's Bay or, you know, Australia over here, you know. You know what I mean? And he's become, you know, he's, I don't need to say more though about Kelly Slater than, you know, and his, his ability to ride nothing, you know, and knowing his body and to be able to accelerate, to be able to turn, to be able to, to be able to surf on waves that are very hard to surf on and is, gives him an advantage as he moves to other places that are easier to surf. So what I'm doing with Kanoa is teaching him, you know, how to, how to access the, the being in the optimal position for power and projection. And he has the time and in, in the sense that he doesn't live where the waves are very good. So he's got nothing else to do other than this. So this gets his technique very, very good. And then when he does go to the wave pool, he's not practicing. It's not practicing so much. It's connecting to the wave. It's, it's not thinking oh, I'm going to try this. and I'm going to try that. I'm going to try this. There's not enough time to think I'm going to try this. Even if you're in a wave pool there, it's got, it's got to be instinctual movement. There is a slowed down space where you, where you can try things, play with things because you, because you're so in time with the wave and, and yourself. That's the time when you start to explore, not when you're working on stuff to explore it. That's when your timing's off. You're too late. It's like, it's like being in a sort of a, a fight and then trying to remember what the boxing coach told you. And while you're remembering, you're getting socked in the face. Like it's it all happening lightning quick. So what WaveKey is doing is slowing it all down. So first you get it intellectually. Then as you practice and you must practice daily, it's got to be a daily practice for you to know, oh, I know how to shift my weight to my back foot. I know exactly where on my back foot I want to shift my weight to for what purpose. And then I shift my weight to my front foot. And it isn't just a linear shift. It's a spiraling up and a spiraling down. And these kinds of things need to be taught very much like ballet. It isn't just jump to over there and, and throw your arms in the air. I mean, it's, it, there's a, it, it, it takes years and years and years and years and years for, these, for uh, a ballet dancer to be worthy enough to watch. And so surfing, for someone like Kanoa, who's 14 years old, the world is, is, is in front of him. He can do, if he, if he has the mental, if he has the mentality to, to persevere, you know, his body is perfect for surfing. So he'll be able to be a force if with wave keys, with the technical superior stuff that I'm able to, to teach. So the wave pool is a, is a way to go and just be like, all right, let me, let me just, let me go play. Let me go, let me, let me go feel this stuff. Let me, you know, let me go play around. But the mental, the mental has to be 
still quiet. It can't be a place where you go and work on your surfing in a sense, which we, makes it we, more fun. That's the point is that <laughs> it's more fun if you're not going to practice. Cause when, if you of all the time, you're all you're doing is practicing. When are you actually going to have fun? Right, you see, you have to right. teach yourself how to have fun. You know, I mean, not when you're learning, because when you're learning, you're like, you don't judge anything. You just, you just go, wow, I'm going so fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And there is that, that wonderful thing that happens when you're out of your head and you're in the moment and you're surfing, which you're I down in your body and you feel stuff and things are slowing down. Yeah. So using, uh, continuing on this thread, we've discovered through our conversation, Korea, there's Longboarding was kind of the main thing. A lot of people were doing that. Since Wave Park opened, there's been a a shift. I talked to a lot of surfers there who were transitioning to shortboarding. So they were actively, they had access to a good consistent wave in a wave pool and they were shortboarding. Is there some difference in wave key between longboarding and shortboarding? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a longboarder, so certainly I can longboard, but I'm not Mm -hmm. a longboarder. But the origins of WaveKey, they go back to, I mean, there's a shot of Dewey Weber from Redondo Beach, I think, in the 50s. And he's doing basically like a snap on like a 40 or 50 pound board. And the technique and what he's doing is perfect. And so mm-hmm. there is a lot of similarities in the turning of the surfboard on a longboard the walking to the nose and the, and then walking back in position that's difficult and that is a, a skill that needs that's developed and i i don't do that because i don't i'm not an expert in that area so the but moving on from a longboard cuz the longboard's a good thing to learn on and 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 ride for a little while because it's it's a, it's a more there's more stability but moving down into a shortboard is going to get you it's going to get you more intimate with the wave. It's a shorter board, so it's going to get you closer to the power of the wave to be able to turn in the in the pocket of the wave, and that's quite an, a, an attractive endeavor. You know, is going down into a shorter board. Most people are in the power for just a second, and then they go out into the flats where they do their turns. And then they come back into the power and then they go out and they go back. But to be able to go down and up, down and up in the power and and in and around the power is a a very addictive, very fun thing to to about about shortboard surfing. So it's just that there is a there is a um, if I could just say there it, it is it is a it is a circle. It is a it is a spiraling up and a spiraling down of the body and the surfboard is never on a straight line. So the body has to be doing complex, sophisticated movements to keep the board from digging in the water. And, and this is what you see with an intermediate surfer that's going, or a surfer that comes from a longboard to a shorter board is a constant digging in of the board and, the, and because of straight lines, not understanding how the surfboard actually turns doing things from the upper body and 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 this is what i'm doing in wave key is teaching people that you're bringing like how do you stack your bones above your feet at any given point on the wave to be able to do these turns it's 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 super fun to dig in there and then go look at what your favorite surfer or somebody go well how did he or she do that you know what i mean how did they do that that looks so easy they made it look so easy and you go well <laughs> well it's complex but 
I can explain it and it's explained in WaveKey. And it's not mm-hmm. something that you're going to do a three week course or a six week course. Right. You're, you just, you, you're, you go, I love surfing. I don't care how long it takes. I want to be good. That's the best attitude. You know, you go, great. I'm killer. I found something I love. I know I can go and I have, I can, I can get my questions answered. And I also know, so, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, so there's what, what we're discovering in the, in the wave pool community is a lot of people are learning to surf for the fir- first time. They're progressing very rapidly. I spoke with one of the surf coaches at the wave in Bristol and she had been surfing three years when the wave opened up, she learned to surf there and she's now able to, uh, you know, pass that on to, to beginner surfers as people are, are bitten by the surfing bug and they want to continue and they, and they want to progress. How do you see WaveKey working in partnership with wave pools? I mean, I, I mean, you're not in the water the whole time. I mean, I go down to Melbourne, I've surfed Melbourne a bunch of times and I book two sessions. I book a, you know, and I got to have them, you know, I got an hour at 11 AM and another hour at three. That gives me like, you know, I finish at noon, I have lunch, I relax, I kick back I, and I wait till I'm, and then my food's digested and I got time to stretch out a bit and then I'm back out there again. So there's two, there's two surfs right there. You're not in the water the whole time. So WaveKey is a, a way of warming up. I mean, let, let's put it this way. If you are a, a fighter, a boxer, and you were, you know, you had a fight coming up and you knew what you would go, okay, who's my opponent? How tall is he? What's his reach? You know, what's her weight? What, what, whatever, you know, there's, you know, and who's my, what, everything I could possibly know about my opponent. All right. Okay. I'm going to start, I'm going to work with my coach and my coach is going to say, okay, well, they might identify things that you don't see. Oh, you know, she's got a gnarly, you know, right hook, but doesn't defend so well here. So let's try to exploit that. You come up a plan and then you start working on how you're going to win the fight and you're going to, and you're going to do shadow boxing. You're not going to just be punching into the air for out of just because to get your, get your, your arms going, you're going to be specifically imagining that opponent and you're going to be ducking underneath that big right hook. And then you're going to be hitting where the weak point is. And you're going to be getting into that pattern of movement, using your footwork, your breathing, your whole thing. And with a wave pool, it's just like a no brainer. You go, cool. I know what wave that is. That's the intermediate left. And it, and, and, and I know this, 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 and this, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get my breathing going really well. And I'm going to do a wave key. I'm going to, I think I can do three good turns on this left. I am going to, I'm going to do a couple of, I'm going to customize a couple different waves. I want to do a cutback and I want to do, you know, a floater or I want to, you know, I want to design how I want to do it. Then you practice that even you would even practice that for a week before you went so that when you, on the day you went, all you do is warm up and relax and let it go and not be like, okay, now I'm going to try even harder. <laughs> so the same thing in the fight. If you go to the fight, you would, you, you couldn't possibly think all these things. You just have to be like, cause th- because as much as you try to, and be aware of this opponent, this opponent may throw out a surprise at you. And even though it's a wave pool, it still may throw a surprise at you because of maybe your own body, your own anxiousness, your own, you know, maybe you didn't breathe right. Your timing's off. Like, it's just an advantage. It's the way to take advantage of, of your time at the wave pool. 
And so, and then, you know, who doesn't want to be ripping there when you're, pa- you know, there's, there's like 18 people watching and you're going, wham, wham, you know what I mean? Like that. And they're going, wow, cool. You know what I mean? Like, and you kind of feel, you kind of feel like, yeah, I belong here, man. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's fun. It's super fun. And, you know, so the wave pool is like a, is a, and, you know, obviously as they, as the wave pools get more and more sophisticated, they're going to start, you know, throwing different waves at you that you not, and what are we real fun is like, Oh, we're going to have a variety. So I haven't even thought about this, but you know, I'm sure they're habit, you know, that there's a, this is the variety session. So this one is, you don't know what waves coming out. Great. That's, that would be, you know, I don't want to know that this is the intermediate left or the slab left or the, or the, you know, or the, you know, I don't want to know. I just, I just let me, let me read how it comes. And that's, that's how wave pool surfers will get a lot better is when they can deal with the more random, because that's what it is in the ocean. You're randomly, you might be paddling over this way and there's all these different types of takeoffs and all this different type of stuff. And, but you use that for the ocean too. So that's what we have. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of wave key members that know what the, their waves are like locally. And then they're able to look at them and go, okay, I want to, I want to do what, you know, whatever Jimmy's doing. Cause Jimmy rips his wave to pieces and he usually takes off and does a high line. Then he comes over and he grabs a turn and then he does that and does this. Well, you could go home and do it in your bedroom or in total private and work on it for six months or a year or whatever. And, and you'll notice a difference. And, and that's kind of, I, I'm surprised that, I think surfers have kind of been doing sort of a wave key type of thing all along. It just hasn't been systematic and with a, a methodology that has, that's organized and, and it's rooted in physics and leverage. And, you know, from somebody who's, I've, I've ridden millions of waves of the biggest possible wave you can imagine would scare mm-hmm. you pants off you to the tiniest, most hardest, most gutless wave you could how could you possibly get any speed or any joy out of it? <laughs> so I take all that and and then I watched a million too. So I've watched people surf forever. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. I'd like to do that. But the way it never cooperates for me to do that. So let me take that home. Let me learn how to do it completely so that when that situation comes up out of nowhere, I might be able to do that turn and be like, I did it. That felt amazing. You know? That's <laughs> So, so Brad, for a, a lot of our listeners are are new to the uh, the wave pool space, and some are new to surfing. For contrast, can you explain what it was like when you learned to surf? You didn't have these tools. You didn't have wave pools. You didn't have wave key. You didn't have schools where they had a methodology to teach people how sure. to surf. What was it like for yeah. you learning to surf? Well, for one, I never heard the word pop-up, you know, the pop-up was like a, is a newer word, you know, it was always takeoff, you know, late takeoff, Jerry Lopez, late takeoff, never heard the word pop-up. And I think words as a teacher, words are really, they can really mess people up and, or, you know, zero people in, you know, and I don't think the takeoff is an actual popping act pop. It's, it's a, it's a much more sophisticated almost like a pull. So, you know, when I began, there was just, just, I, it was 1976 and I just had a board and I just, you know, got walloped a million times and screamed at the ocean cause I couldn't get out or, you know, I don't like, you know, I just, it was, it was trial and error. And, you know, it took me 
felt like forever before I was any good. And it was, yeah, there's, there, there was no, nobody, no surf school, none, no, <laughs> no trash on the beach either. Just float some jets and, you know, stuff from like, you know, boats and, you know, glass Japanese balls and, and mm-hmm. just no, no rubbish, you know? So that was pretty amazing. Yeah. It was a, uh, in, and you know, when there was a surf movie that came to town, it was, everybody went and in, mm-hmm. you know, and smoked a lot of weed and, and you could smell it all through the, the theater and, and everybody was hooting and hollering at Lopez pulling into big pipe and, you know, Mark Richards ripping and Larry Burlman and buttons. I mean, it was just like a, an incredible, it was a subculture and it was, it was not that accepted, you know, and it was more like frown, little, little bit of a frown, you know, like a little bit, Oh, you surf. You know, my hair was long blonde. I skateboarded everywhere I went. I mean, I kind of felt like a little bit of a renegade, you know what I mean? And, and so nowadays it's, it's, I think it's, a, it's a lot more professional, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, there's, there's pros and cons of all this stuff. But the fact of the matter is, is that surfing itself, standing on a wave, it, all the noise goes away and you're, you're standing there and it, and it, and it's just you in the wave. Uh, oh, oh, hopefully, I mean, sometimes people drop in, you know, and then it is you in the wave, but you're still, you've got your space on the wave. So, you know, maybe you can still ride that wave even when someone drops in. And sometimes when someone drops in and they go away ahead of you, they put a little coping on the top of the lip and you can just, oof, oof, you know? So I don't know, you know, it's just all about, I think having a, it's a, it's a, it's a never ending changing like unpredictable one day, like, Oh my, that was the best day of my life To I, I can't even believe I still surf. Cause I'm so bad at it. You know, like, I'm like, how mm-hmm. am I so bad after 46 years? Like, what is my, I mean, <laughs> I'm actually pretty easy on myself. If I have a bad day, I'm like, okay, this happens to everybody. There's a certain number of them, you know, every, you know, you look at three, if you surf 300 days a year, there's going to be a percentage of them that just not going to be, so the sooner you can recognize that that's not your day, the sooner you can maybe flip it. Yeah, it's just I can go on and on, but the thing is, <laughs> that I'm uh, yeah, 56 and I and I, I'm like I love surfing, and I've still I don't ever see myself stopping surfing or like I'm too over surfing. I just I'm always going to be surfing, and I'm just, I feel so lucky that I chose it because there's so many things mm-hmm. that you can really give up on in life, and obviously with the with the um, with the onset of, of more wave pools coming as of course they're only level that they're at now there's going they're just like the iphone like it started as an iphone one and now they're when they're almost on 15 or something like that so what about the mm-hmm. 15 version of the wave pool it's probably going to be you know and that's good for people who've been serving a long time because the exercise the, the of and the feeling of being in the water and the movement of the body and all that stuff is very good for us for longevity and for and for for happiness and however if you don't take care of your body i don't think surfing by surfing it takes care of you like i think it's a one unless you're surfing switch stance and you can paddle yourself backwards you know like in, in which you can't yeah. so you've got to do a bunch of extra stuff and i think that wave key helps people surf more efficiently lessening their chances of injury making them move a little more fluidly a little less forcefully you know avoiding slipping and yeah like all all lots of lots of lots of advantages yeah there has been that i have heard 
you know, people refer to as surfing as the fountain of youth. It keeps you young and it keeps you healthy, keeps you in tune with things. And as the wave pool space increases, a lot of people, you know, your age, you've been surfing, see wave pools as like, okay, maybe 20 years from now, I have trouble, you know, paddling out on a, a tough day at the beach, you know, a wave pool will allow me to still experience that that visceral thrill of paddling into a wave and standing up because it's a contained environment. And I think in the uh, development well, world there's too. So, there's so many advantages to it, you know, and and also you would, you know, there's a there's a bit of a bummer, I'd say, with surfing in that waves are a limited resource. And instead of everybody sharing, a lot of people don't like to share and 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 there can be a negative vibe in the water because of that, because there's too many people and there's not enough waves. And, you know, that's kind of that kind of defeats the whole beauty of playing in the ocean kind of thing. And I get it, you know, and, and I understand it all. But, you know, I pre- prefer to surf somewhere that's, you know, lesser quality with lesser people because because I, I like the feeling of paddling. I like the feeling of duck diving. I like the feeling of, of being in the water and, and I, and not that many people, you know, in my way or talking or, you know, like I just, you know, and I think that the, um, yeah, I, I, I do feel like as the, that, that wave calls could possibly help people, help people get their surf on, relax a little bit, go in the ocean, maybe wait their turn easier because they've been, they're kind of surfed out maybe, you know, and I don't know, you know what I mean? There's clearly, it gets, it's kind of funny. I mean, like where I live, like there's a killer point right here. Then there, then there's another one that's like, you know, it's another five miles down. Then there's two more. That's five miles. Those are four points. And, and that's it, right? There's otherwise there's beach breaks and there is one reef and, you know, and there's like hundreds, there's thousands of surfers here, thousands. And every single day on the quality wave, there's so many people on it. It's supposed to be like, come on, let's all have fun. But it, it's yeah. just, there's just not enough waves in the ocean at these quality spots for everyone to get them. So that's where I think, that's where I think the wave pool can be really helpful. You know? And then that's, when people you know are somewhere where, you know, the waves are, are good, there's, there's, they're, they're in tune with their body and, you know, and they're in tune. So they, when the wave comes, they make the wave and people are a lot happier. You know, if someone messes up a wave and it's a good one, it's a, <laughs> It could, you could, you could hold that. I have waves. I remember that I blew like from years ago. And I think about it. And I go, really? I like a wave that you. Friend, more, of course, my friends are like, remember that one? I'm like, yeah, of course I remember <laughs> it. You don't have to remind me, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I completely yeah, I forgot. Cool. You know? But. <laughs> well, cool. Brad, th- thanks so much for joining us today. And thanks so much for taking time out of your day to, to talk to us and share your thoughts on wave pools and educate our listeners about wave key. Thank you. You, you got it. I'll be doing a, I'll be doing a, a getting started program soon. So people, you know, when they go to the wave pool, they could do this getting started program. So the very first time they go to the wave pool, they can have success. And I'll be releasing that later this year. Right on. Thank you very much, Brad. All right, my man. All right. Take it easy. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, thank you, Brad.